0: to check the locks podcast. As always, I'm John Connor. I'm Olivia Cornu saying thank you for joining us this week as we dive into yet another truly terrifying bite-sized true crime case. Before we get started, as always, Olivia, it's wonderful to see you. How are you? How has your week been?
1: I'm doing great, John. How are you? How's your week going?
0: I'm doing well. It's been busy just working and, you know, getting ready for the holiday, things like that. I have a million packages in my office, so it looks like an Amazon warehouse here, but other than that, it's been pretty good, and I'm glad everything's been good with you.
1: Yeah, what'd you order me for Christmas?
0: Oh, you know, a little of this, a little of that. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> so,
1: check the lock swag?
0: Oh, yeah, I hope you like diamonds. No, like we oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't have enough uh, check the lock swag in, in our houses already. I've got so many stickers and buttons and all sorts of stuff.
1: Side note, I walked into my like administrative office today and they're like, I learned you had a a podcast. And I was like, yeah, I do. It's called Check the Locks. You should listen to it. And I was like, and if you like it, I'll give you some swag. So then I walked over to the other side of the office and they're like, I hear you have a podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's called Check the Locks. If you like it, I'll give you some swag. So I think I'm going to give my whole administrative office like some Check the Locks swag for Christmas.
0: Hey, nothing wrong with it. And also, we love giving stuff out. So remember, leave those reviews, leave us voicemails, stuff like that, because we want to send stuff out. I have so okay. much stuff I need to get out of my house.
1: I know. I'm ready for some new stuff. So I need to like get the old stuff out so I can send the new stuff, get some new stuff.
0: Have you worn your socks yet?
1: I haven't. I have washed <laughs> them and dried them. They look really big. And I think about it all the time when I like go in my sock drawer. I'm like, you know, I should wear those today. I have worn my shirt. I gave my mug to my dad, his early Christmas present. So I need to order myself another one. Um, But he loved it. The whole time I was home this last week, he drank out of it all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a high quality mug. Like the glassware is really impressed. Yeah, I have the um, the like the iced coffee glass and it I mean, the quality on it is really, really good. So this might
1: Uh, be what I buy myself when I get one.
0: The only thing I will say it sweats really bad. If I you put hate like cold drinks. stuff in it. Like mm-hmm. you have to use a coaster or else, you know, it's gonna
1: Everyone everyone makes fun of me at work because I carry like I have a koozie in my office all the time and I use a koozie because I hate sweaty drinks. I don't like sweaty drinks at home. I don't like sweaty drinks at work. I don't like them getting my papers wet. So I'm always like trying to avoid the sweaty drinks.
0: Well, it's not even that, but sometimes like you pick it up and then they're so sweaty. They like drip on you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't then like that either. Yeah. You've got like little wet marks all over you. So yeah, not a fan, but other than that it is really, really high quality. So Hey, if you want to check out the store, <laughs> check it out. Lots of good stuff on there for Christmas. But speaking of Christmas, this is a short on time episode. It's my week. And you know, I love sticking with a the holiday theme Also your episode on Monday, you went out of the country and I actually went out of the country as well. So this is a international holiday week. It's a, I think again, I know we talked about it a little bit on Monday, but I always like when we're kind of in sync and we don't know it where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, we're both going to do cases that took place out of the country. I thought it was really interesting.
1: Yeah, well, I'm really short on time tonight, so I think we should just get started.
0: I am short on time as well. As soon as we get done recording, I have to go to Target to see if I can find a kid's Hawaiian shirt. So, And it is currently 9.06 in the evening.
1: And you have to edit. And, 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 and.
0: So I am short on time. I know you are short on time. The listeners, this is the holidays. We're all short on time. So what do you say? Should we quit with the Gabby Gabby, get with the Stabby Stabby, jump into this week's episode?
1: Yeah, let's dive right in.
0: Awesome. Well, this week we are heading across the pond to Coventry, England during Christmas of 2014. Samina Imam was excited for the holiday, and on that Christmas Eve, the 34-year-old spent the day running errands. She grabbed champagne and sweets in preparation for a romantic evening. Now, Samina was a regional marketing manager at a Costco location, and it was while working there that she met a fellow manager, 41-year-old Roger Cooper. And over the course of working together, the pair eventually developed a romantic relationship. Now, the company did not endorse or condone workplace relationships. However, that didn't seem to stop Samina and Roger. But there was one problem. Roger had a serious long-term relationship at home. And Samina did not like being the girl on the side. So before Christmas, she gave her lover a choice. End his long term relationship, or it was over between them. And Roger agreed. And the pair were to spend the holiday together at Birmingham's Malmazian Hotel, ringing in the new year as an official couple.
1: I think that's kind of a big deal to be like, hey, honey, I'm not spending the holidays with you and not really have an explanation so far off the bat.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. And what it sounded like in the research was that Roger was going to tell his long-term relationship like i'm with somebody else and it's over and then he would be spending the holiday with samina so
1: okay
0: it, okay yeah it sounded like he had planned to end things and then they were going to spend and the then holiday do those. okay yeah. but unbeknownst to samina roger was harboring a dark secret you see he had no plans to leave his relationship in fact roger was scared He felt that if Samina were to go public with their affair, both his relationship at home and his career would be in trouble. So to Roger, only one thing made sense. Samina had to die. But he knew he couldn't do it alone. So Roger asked his ex-soldier brother David Cooper to help him. And together, they began to develop a deadly plan. Their first attempt at taking Samina's life would take place on December 12th. 12 days before Christmas Eve.
1: That's today.
0: Today, the day of recording this. Yeah. That is today, 10 years today. ago or no. Hold on. Nine years ago.
1: Nine years ago.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm already in 2024 mode, baby. We're almost there. Happy <laughs> new year. Now, Samina would frequently stay at the Solly Holes premiere Inn. And on this night, she attended a Christmas party and planned on getting a room. Roger told Samina to meet him at the hotel, claiming to have already had the room booked, and he told his unknowing victim that he had a surprise for her. But there was no room reserved, and the surprise was for David to kidnap Samina as she entered the hotel. Now, the brothers needed to communicate, but they had to do it in code, so they decided to use Star Wars as their cover, texting Death Star Complete. Stay on target, stay on target. You are expected, Vader, which I thought was incredibly, maybe dorky is not the right word, but if you're. the right
1: word. (laughs) If you're a Star Wars fan, I mean.
0: And I like Star Wars, but. Mm,
1: There's nothing wrong with it, but like, did that be your code word? Like, I always joke, what's our code word? What's our code word going to be with like other people? To be like, Death Star complete, stay on target, stay on target.
0: Well, also, if you're planning a murder, right, to be like, you're expected, Vader, you know what I mean, is this is a very odd choice I found. Now, their first attempt at murdering Samina would fail. No one knows exactly what happened, but she made it to the hotel safe that evening before David had the opportunity to abduct his victim. Roger would later text his brother in broken French saying there's no point, no score. The window of opportunity is closed. And with that, the brothers adjusted their plan. And 12 days later, they would try again. On Christmas Eve, Samina and Roger left the Costco separately, with Samina believing that they were headed off to a romantic getaway, not a tragic fate. The couple met nearby, and Samina loaded her bag into Roger's car, leaving her car parked on a quiet side street. They then began driving towards the city of Leicester. Now, Samina believed that the couple was taking a quick pit stop to see David before heading off for their weekend in Birmingham. During the drive, Samina called her sister. They chatted about Christmas plans and how their parents were doing, and they had planned to get together for Unboxing Day. Now, neither knew it at the time, but this would be the last time they spoke. Samina and Roger would arrive at David's home at around 5 p.m., but it was already dark as the winter months had set in. They exited the vehicle and entered the house, and it's believed that Samina was attacked immediately. Investigators believed it was easy for the brothers to overpower their victim. Standing at six foot five and six foot seven, Samina, who was 5'2, 2 two, didn't stand a chance. She was smothered with chloroform that had been purchased from eBay earlier in the month. Which, fun fact, I did not know you could buy chloroform on eBay, but apparently you can. Did you know that you could buy chloroform on eBay?
1: I had no idea. can't say I didn't even know you could buy chloroform online, but in 2023, you probably can. It's not something I Google search all the time, but
0: well, turns out you
1: can get anything. So I guess it's the eBay black market.
0: Yeah. Well, if you're looking for that perfect Christmas gift, you know, for the... Oh,
1: that's what I'm going to send you, <laughs>
0: chloroform. <laughs> for the person in your life who has everything, chloroform. <laughs> Now, Samina was also given a strange mix of metallic elements in liquid form. The mixture included antimony, cadmium, tin, mercury, and arsenic. And with that, Samina Imam was dead, and the whole ordeal was over quickly. By 6:52, Roger was driving back to Coventry with Samina's phone in his possession, and David was left to handle the body. Now, once Roger returned home and settled in with his long-term girlfriend, he attempted to cover his tracks, sending himself a message from Samina's phone. It read, I am fuming. I'm going to where I am truly cared for. Now, back in Lakecaster, David worked on disposing of their victim. Samina was wrapped in plastic and then placed inside of a sleeping bag. David then took her body to a quiet piece of land that he owned and began to dig a grave, Burying her deep underground. Also in the research, I saw that he had a shed on this property with a sign that said something along the lines of don't mind me. This is where I hide the bodies or something of that nature. It was like intended to be a, like a funny sign and he's, like a
1: joke. Don't poop in my, don't let your dog poop in my yard.
0: Yeah. But he's actually hiding bodies on this property, which is very strange.
1: Like, who's going to really outwardly say that
0: and then have a body there? No one. 110%. Now, over the next couple of days, the brothers worked to cover their tracks. They wiped Samina's car of fingerprints and DNA and dumped it in the town of Lutton. Now, later, when their daughter never showed for unboxing day, her family grew worried, and they reported Samina's disappearance to the police. They immediately began searching for the missing woman. And a short time later, on January 4th, Samina's car was located in a quiet residential neighborhood. And police noticed red flags right away. First, they found it strange that there was no fingerprints in the vehicle. Also, the seat was pushed back very far, meaning someone who was much taller than the five foot two woman was last driving her car.
1: Let me give you a little fun fact about me and Eleanor. So if you get in my car, John... I'm five foot three, so I sit pretty close to the steering wheel, I would say. My legs are kind of long for a short person. But any passenger that gets in my front seat, I usually have my seat, like, pushed all the way to the front and lifted up as high as it can go so that my dog can look out the window safely with her seatbelt on. And so if you were getting in my car, it's obvious that two short people get in the front seats. Right. If somebody got in my car and it was pushed all the way back, like, who's driving her car?
0: Oh, yeah. And it's like immediately noticeable, too, especially Mm -hmm. if, you know, you know, the person or like if I got in my car and it was pushed all the way back, I'd be like, who was driving my car driving my car? Yeah. Yeah.
1: If mine's like barely adjusted, I'm like, why is my seat moved? Which I let one of my friends borrow my car regularly. But I'm like, it throws me for a loop. But anytime that passenger gets in my car, it is like all the way pushed up and all the way up so that my dog can ride comfortably.
0: Yeah. Well, Kara, I remember one time dropped her phone and it went under the seat. So for her to get it, she pushed the seat all the way back, and she just didn't think to like put it, you know, back in place. So I went and got my car the next morning, and I was like, "Who was in my car?
1: Who was in my
0: car?" <laughs> I was Who's like, driving? "Why is my seat all the way back?" Yeah. <laughs> Now, detectives reviewed Samina's cell phone records, and they were able to see that she had traveled to Leicester. and by this time, Roger and David Cooper were definitely on the authorities' radar, and during their investigation, authorities searched David's home, finding the bottle of champagne that Samina had purchased in his refrigerator. The snacks that she had purchased for her supposed weekend trip were in his cupboards, and detectives also recovered Samina's satellite navigation unit in David's home. Additionally, someone had made an anonymous tip to the police, claiming that they believed David Cooper had buried a body, and they knew where. Excavators were sent to dig up that small piece of land, and four days into the search, Samina's body would be found. Roger and David Cooper were arrested and charged with Samina and Mom's murder, and the trial would last for roughly 10 weeks. During which it was revealed that Roger not only was involved with Samina and his longtime girlfriend, but he had also been sleeping with another coworker. So this dude was busy, which I am married. I love my wife. I am too busy to even think about infidelity, let alone juggling three relationships. Like what kind of time do you have on your hands? How many hours are in your day?
1: I'm a single woman with a lot of jobs, (laughs) which I shouldn't say out loud, but I'm busy myself as a person alone. And I think about it as I'm like trying to navigate the dating world. And I'm like, how do these people have time to be unfaithful to their partners? Like I barely even have time for like a partner I'm trying to find.
0: It's too much work. I don't have the time or the energy to, throw a DiGiorno pizza in the oven and wait (laughs) for a pizza to cook, right? Like I've just, I don't have the time for it. So I don't know how somebody would ever be able to manage that. Plus there's so much lying, you know? Right?
1: Like how how do I know what, like, did I, like I even repeat to you, I'm like, did I already tell you this, John? But I'm like, I don't even remember who I tell different stories to, because I'm like, I don't know who I've talked to. My brain is like scatterbrained all the time. I don't, I could never, I could never.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not for me. Now, along with the revelation of another relationship, there was also numerous automatic number plate recognition hits showing vehicles that they had used traveling between Coventry and Leicester. On October 15, 2015, Roger and David were both found guilty of murder by a jury, and the decision was unanimous. Both brothers were sentenced to 30 years behind bars. And after the conviction, Miss Imam's family said that nothing could have prepared them for discovering that she had been murdered. Samina's father, Imam Din, said, As a family, we are absolutely devastated at the loss of Samina. It's hard for us to even imagine that an innocent, kind, beautiful girl could be murdered, let alone our daughter. We are still in shock, and we are all missing Samina in so many different ways. So that's this week's story. So, Olivia, what are you thinking? Where's your head at? Talk to me a little bit about what you got going on.
1: Well, as a recent 34-year-old, and Samina was 34, I feel a connection in the sense that, like, she's just out there trying to, like, date and figure life out. And I think it's terrifying. I'm going to go back to my single woman lifestyle and be like, it's hard to trust people. It's hard to trust people in 2014, apparently. And it's hard to trust people in almost 2024. Um, I do think that the guys had a, didn't cover their evidence very well. Um, So it's almost like, okay, y'all did this. Roger's obviously not a good guy but like they didn't hide the evidence very well. Like it didn't seem like it was that difficult for the police to figure out that it was Roger and David. Um, but It was, a. I mean, I hate to say it's a good one. We see this all the time, but like, it's just, the more we do this podcast, the more I realize how terrible people are in the world. Um, But this one's a little unsettling for me.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, I think that the brothers thought that they were smarter than they were. Right. Because, you know, especially when you work in a place and you've worked there for a long time, you know, I, I've been working from home now for the past, like six years. But before that I had to go into a building every day. And if there was two people in that building that were hooking up, even if you were trying to keep it secret. Yeah. You know about it. Like a hundred
1: percent. I work in a hospital. It's like Grey's anatomy. The things that I find out about people, I'm like, what? what Who, you oh gosh no
0: yeah and so you know like word travels and you know rumors spread and and things of that nature so i would imagine that their relationship was not as low-key as he would like to think especially if he was sleeping with another co-worker you know
1: don't think that those two women weren't speaking to one another or had people that were talking to each other that knew like oh roger's sleeping with her and roger's sleeping with her
0: yeah, and in my research, I couldn't find anything that suggested Samina knew about the other co-worker, but just because she didn't know doesn't mean that other people didn't know.
1: Right, that you doesn't know? mean like, oh, John, I'm sleeping with such and such, and then Samina saying, oh, John, I'm sleeping with such and such, and you know this information, but we don't know that you know this information. You know, yeah. word does travel fast, and work is a very small place.
0: It really is, yeah. And so, you know, I imagine he... Thought that it was probably more covered up than it actually was. And it probably didn't take a lot for police to be like, look into this guy. Especially suspect. Yeah. And especially if you're going on uh, like a romantic getaway, like you tell people, you know, around the
1: holidays. I'm like, that's huge. That's like when you first said that, I was like, that's a big deal. You don't just break up with your long term partner around the holidays and then just be like, I'm ghosting you and then you're going and hanging out with somebody else. Like, that's a big deal.
0: Yeah. And I mean, she was excited. She was, you know, buying champagne. I'm sure she was telling people. So I'm sure that it was not hard to focus on them. I think what is more disturbing to me is that obviously Roger had a motive, right? He didn't want his relationship at home to be messed up or anything like that. But David just went along with it to go along with it. Didn't know Samina had no connection to her, was just like, Hey, you want to help me kill someone? And he was like, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. And I actually learned a fun fact this week. And it was that the most like unofficial, like breakup day is actually December 11th.
0: That makes sense. I read
1: something that said that like people, the most popular breakup day is December 11th because people break up before the holidays.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. One of my best friends in the whole world, uh, I will leave his name out of my mouth (laughs) in the segment.
1: He broke up on December 11th. (laughs)
0: worse he dated a girl for several years and every year before her birthday he would break up with her then they would get back together and before christmas he would break up with her then they would get back together and the cycle repeated
1: and now they've been married for 20 years
0: no they have not (laughs) um
1: (laughs) she caught on
0: yeah no i no not even she like it was a toxic relationship in a young age. We don't
1: have to explain their relationship,
0: but, but he was like, know, I'm I not did, buying I her did. Christmas presents. I'm not buying her birthday present. And so,
1: well, I saw that this week on social media that December 11th is like the most popular breakup day.
0: Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Cause you know, especially if you're in a relationship and you know, one person thinks it's serious or something like that, I'm sure you expect like a nice gift or, you know, maybe something mm-hmm. a little extravagant and the other person is like, I'm not into this. You know what I mean? So makes a lot of sense, but. You know, it's just frightening to me that one person would be on board and be like, yeah, man, whatever. I'm just down for the ride. Like, who are we killing? Let's do this. You know what I mean? But if we had to talk deadbolt test, where do you think this one sits for you?
1: Ooh, I think I'm going to put this one at like six. You know, like I look at myself as a 34-year-old who's like trying to date and figure life out and find that partner. And then just knowing like, I might meet somebody at work, doubtfully. But, you know, you never know where you're going to meet somebody. and you know, she's trusting this person and she's like, Hey, like we're gonna, we're either going to do this or we're not. It's like an ultimatum. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I got it. Like, I'm going to handle it on my end. But then to find out like, Oh no, I just need to get rid of her. And then, Oh, by the way, I'm with someone else that we're working with. Like that's very unsettling. And that just goes back to like trusting people and knowing someone's character. So I'm gonna go with a six. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think for me, I'll probably put this about a five, and I think the reason for it is that this is a very specific set of circumstances, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean, and I don't mean this in, like, any kind of negative way or anything like that, but I'm just not the kind of person who would get involved, especially at this age in my life, now, maybe if I was younger, you know i would have made There's a different nothing decision wrong
1: with being 34 and young and vibrant john
0: no no i'm I'm talking younger than 34 i'm talking like maybe early <laughs> 20s or something like that right yeah. but like
1: well you're just playing the field yeah like, when, you're we're adults now
0: yeah but in my 30s i don't think that i would ever get involved with somebody who was in a relationship that i knew about and oh, no Mm-mm. just because i'm at a point in my life where i'm like I'm if, another person well and if you're gonna cheat on somebody with me
1: you're gonna cheat on me. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I believe that. Incredibly. I know
0: not everybody has shares that same sentiment, and I'm sure that there's couples out there that started in this way, and somebody left somebody, and then they've been together for years and years and years. I think for me, it's just a situation that I wouldn't put myself in personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that, I think that's where I'm I'm gonna put it at a five, yeah. just because I I don't see it. But if we're talking about sadness scale. I put this at a 10 as far as it being Mm. a story that I think is sad just because, you know, devastating. Yeah. And she was probably just so excited. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if you are willing to go away with somebody and you're giving somebody an ultimatum, it's because you care about that relationship and you want it to be taken seriously. So to feel like that was finally being done and then to have your life stolen from you, you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. just, it's awful. So, Mm -hmm. you know, not going to check my locks any more than I normally would, but you know, I still, my heart breaks for her and and for her family.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, every case we do is devastating. Somebody's losing their life and, you know, I never like to say, Oh, it was a good one, but you know, there's, there's a passion behind true crime that people are drawn to and, you know, we see that, but it's, it's sad when, when you are trusting someone to do what they say they're going to do and then they end up taking your life. It's just really, really sad.
0: Yeah, I think it just goes back to you never really know a person. You know what I mean? You think you can, and you hope. You think you do. Yeah, you hope that they are what you think they are, but you just never know what's you know lurking inside. Right. Well, that is where we fall on the deadbolt test for this week's episode. Olivia's putting it at a six. I'm coming in at a five. But as always, we got to reach out to the locksmiths. Where did the murder of Samina Imam fall on your deadbolt test You can let us know, reach out to us on Instagram at check the locks pod, find us on Twitter, check the locks. And if you're not in our Facebook group, what are you doing? Come hang out with us. We'd love to get to know you, spend some time with you. We have people posting their Christmas trees today, which is always one of my favorite things around this time of year, seeing how everybody decorates and the level of effort they put in. So love that. Would love to have you as part of that community. Olivia, did you get a chance to check that out at all?
1: No, but I'm about to look at it and post my little Christmas tree. I haven't done a Christmas tree in years because I find that it's a lot of work for a single gal, you know. I got to get it out of the attic that's upstairs and bring it downstairs and decorate it. But this year I actually had like a little, I was like in the Christmas spirit and was like, you know, what? I just want to smell a Christmas tree. So I bought a Christmas tree that's about as tall as me and it doesn't smell like anything. So I like my candle that smells like Christmas, but I'm going to post my Christmas tree in the Facebook group.
0: Do it for sure. And you need to go full single person status and just put it up in December and then still have it up in July.
1: Well, you know, here in Louisiana, we actually keep trees up longer than they're supposed to because we do Mardi Gras trees. Mm. We did it when I was a kid. My friends do it now. I'm probably not going to do a Mardi Gras tree because I got a real tree this year, a live tree. And so we actually are able to like put our trees on the curb and they pick them up and like do coastal uh, restoration with it. Mm. So our Christmas trees, if you do a real Christmas tree, try to donate your Christmas trees to the coastline so that we can save Louisiana, but um, we actually decorate them for Monty
0: I don't know if anything can save Louisiana.
1: No, it's slowly <laughs> sinking, but we donate our, we put our Christmas trees on the coastline. So put your Christmas tree out and let it be picked up so that it comes down to the South.
0: Yeah. Well in Michigan, our stayed up longer than normal as well, but that's mostly because I was drinking. So <laughs> that's why I was up. But uh yeah. Did you no,
1: post your Christmas tree in the Facebook not group? Not yet.
0: I'm going to. I'm going to. Okay. I asked uh I had put up a post and wanted to see what it would be put, but I will be adding mine as well. So I might do that. I
1: wish I did Facebook better. I just my Facebook doesn't my feed doesn't ever update. So I feel like I see the same things over and over. And then every now and then I catch stuff on check the locks and I'm I'm a bad face. I'm a bad social media person in general.
0: Oh, I live in that Facebook group. So Coming on. I'm with glad us. you
1: do. Talk I to know me. I, need to, I need to. I need
0: to. I'm
1: going to be better. My New Year's resolution Olivia will be better in the Check the Locks Facebook group.
0: Oh, y'all you hear heard it now.
1: It. it is December 12th, 2023. I'm saying it now.
0: So listen, there are 757 accountability partners in the Facebook group. So. Listen, my
1: mom holds my end accountable. I feel like she's always in the Facebook group. Trish's shout out is always helping me out. So.
0: Well, come hang out with us. Help us to keep Olivia accountable to be in there and interacting. But we would love to get to know you and spend time with you. And that Facebook group is a great way to do that. And as always, if you want to financially support Check the Locks, you like what we do, you want to help us out in a monetary type of way, you can do so by becoming a patron. Head over to patreon.com forward slash check the locks to get signed up today. We got a lot of great tiers, uh, exclusive benefits like stickers, T-shirts, coffee mugs, all bunch of things that you can only get for being a patron. Plus you get the episodes a little early, you get them ad free. So if you love check the locks, but you hate commercials, Patreon is the way to go. So again, you like what we do. And you want to toss us a couple bones, help us keep the lights on, whatever you want to call it, head over to patreon.com forward slash check the locks, get signed up today. And if you can't financially support the show, we definitely understand just listening and hanging out with us every week and sharing what we do with your friends and family means just as much, if not more. So if that is you, you're listening to the show, you're encouraging the people that you care about to check it out. Just know that we appreciate that more than we could ever tell you. Again, our goal is to just get in front of as many people as we can and really just to build our community. And that starts with you sharing the show. So if you are taking the time, you're letting those people know, you're hanging out with us, just know it means the world. And thank you so, so much. That is all that we have for this week's case. But please make sure that you are subscribed to Check the Locks on your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week with another truly terrifying, bite-sized true crime case. But until then, don't forget to... Check the Locks. See you next week. Adios.
1: Bye.